Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Vent. This is Fed Weekly. A collaboration between Vice and Brent 2020, London Borough of Culture. Get a cracking. Santos. Suprina. Vent Daily. Every day this week, we're thinking about family. We're all choosing to invite one member of our family onto the show. This episode is my episode, and I'm inviting my uncle Umesh on, who is also an influential nep hop rapper, to get into Nepalese rap and how it's influenced the UK. So we're here with Mr. Casey, a.k.a. my uncle, or in Nepalese, which I'm going to refer to him as, is Sanamama. So could you just introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Omesh. I am a creative lead designer by profession. And I used to go by the name of Mr. Casey, a.k.a. your Nepali boy. We've also invited journalist and fellow Nepali Arun Budatoki on, who is dialing in from Kathmandu to talk about NEPHOP. Could you introduce yourself? So I'm Arun Budatoki and I'm a freelance journalist based in Kathmandu, Nepal. And I've been writing about uh, Nepalese hip-hop for several international outlets, including Vice. That's why I'm here today. Umesh, how did you, like, get into it? How did you first start getting into NEPHOP? Like, when did you start listening to it and who were you listening to? Originally, I used to be a garage MC. I used to be all right, yeah. <laughs> I used to be all right. I used to MC in nightclubs around London. Um, I had my little crew and then that all stopped because I had to concentrate on my nine to five, really. And then um, later on, a family member, name of Pukar, he would send me videos of Nepalese rappers. Nepop didn't really have an identity. What was happening at the time that I got introduced to it was they were taking folk songs, like traditional Nepalese folk songs, remixing it and putting a trash MC on it <laughs> that would try to rap in English, but this had the really strong Nepalese accent and it was just terrible. So Pukar would send me these videos and we would listen to him. We would just be laughing, thinking, well, what's, what's going on here? Well, like, mm. You know, what's happening here? Is this what Nepalese rap music's all about? That's how I got introduced to it. The reason why I started doing it was I can't let this trash music mm-hmm. influence the younger generation. I can't let them grow up to think, you know, this is this is a type of music that we can produce. And I thought, okay, I'm not the best rapper out there. I'm a, mm. I'm a garage MC. It's, it's a different, yeah. as you know. Um, and I thought, look, I could do a whole lot better than what's going on at the moment. So I added my spin on it. I wanted to show my nieces and nephews. I wanted to show them, look, man, mm-hmm. Nepalese people got talent out there. It's not this mad remix stuff that's going on at the mm. moment. So that was the sole purpose for me to get involved into netball was just to show the community show the people like you know it's not all about trash music like 
There is people with talent out there. Mm. You just have to go find it. What was that transition like for you, though? Like, being a consumer at first and not being happy with what you had to consume and then kind of having to set an example, kind of. What was that transition like for you? So it all all boils down to research. It was like, because Nepalese people, we're we're talented bunch of people, right? So I can't be the only one. So it it stems to research. So me and my guy, Pukar, we would just scour the internet. And then I came across a guy called DJ AJ, it was him who labelled it Nepal. So I got in contact with them um, and DJ AJ, he started producing my beats. Lazy Boy started producing my beats. And that's how it came about. Having the same goal of not going to be to show people up. Well, we can rap, my Nepalese people can rap. And just to like add on that, I can actually vouch for my uncle because mm. he always shows me like the best Nepalese rappers that are out there right now. I get most of my Nepalese songs, which I enjoy from my uncle because usually like the music that my mom or my other uncles listen to is not really like Nepop. It's like traditional Nepalese music. So it's not something I really get into. So I feel like this is a way that I can connect to my culture mm-hmm. as well. So I definitely agree with saying that there's some really talented Nepalese people out there who I feel like their music doesn't get enough credit. But I wanted to take this question back to Arun and how did you first start getting into the research and enjoying it? I would say post-millionaire, like a uh, bunch of young rappers like Giris Khatiwara and, and other rappers, they started to produce really good uh, rap songs. And after after that, when YouTube was introduced, uh, right now we have so many young rappers and they rap in, in, in Nepali language, which is really good. And they also rap in English, so that's good too. But now we have a long list of, you know, Nepalese rappers who rap in, in native language, and, and that's really good. Yeah, no, that's interesting. And I just want to go back to my uncle. You were born and you grew up in Halsden, and that's obviously Brent, and we're all from Brent, apart from Owen, of course. And I just want to know, like, how has your experience like growing up in Halsden and just growing up in Brent influenced your nep-hop career? I'm not sure about nep-hop career, but um, when I used to be a garage MC, I used to wear that I was from Halsden as a badge of honour. Because look, I'm, I'm an Asian MC. I used to walk into raves, right? Predominantly black and white people there, right? They see some Asian guy walk up on the stage and they're all looking at me thinking, who's this guy? Like, And then I'll, I'll spit my lyrics, I'll do my thing yeah. and they'll be thinking, okay, this guy got vibes. As soon as I start shouting at NW10 <laughs> house, then they'll be like, okay, he's from the ends. Okay, I know, I understand now. Now I understand. <laughs> I wore it as a badger honor guy. Yeah, I'm from house and what? And they'll be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. And then um, bringing that back to Nepop now, Nepalese rap, I used to get hated for it. For, for people that don't know, Halsden is a predominantly um, Afro-Caribbean area. Mm. So most of my friends are Afro-Caribbean as well. So when I talk to them, I got that twang. You know, I got a little bit of a twang. So when I rap, I ain't fake. I put my influences, I put my surroundings into my songs. And then they hear that twang. And then mm-hmm. all I used to get is, oh, why you think you're Jamaican for? Why you think you're talking? Like, you know, this is the way I talk. This is where, you know, where I'm, where I'm from. It's my upbringing. So mm-hmm. that's the thing that I was talking about before. It's about culture. Like, I used to live the culture of Halsden, like... And this is all things that I've been brought up with and it's influencing the music and whatnot. But people from Nepal, they don't, they, they won't understand that. They will just think, oh, I'm seeing something on TV and I'm trying to portray it. And yeah. go, oh, you know, this is how I was brought up. Like, this is what I'm living, but, you know. Yeah, and I just want to take this to my next question as well, because you spoke about how the British culture, like, influenced who you are. And obviously, as a British Nepalese rapper, you said that you got hate for that. So how did you deal with that hate? 
because I'm sure it, it gave you like a lot of pressure and could have like affected your mental health. So how how did you go about that? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I got a lot of hate. Of course. First reason, as I explained before, because of my accent and how I used to rap. So my surname is Casey. That's my that's my surname. That's the reason why I call myself Mr. Casey. When I was a garage MC, I used to call myself MC Casey. And I thought, okay, I'm a bit older, I'm a bit wiser. Let me drop the MC and let me call myself Mr. Right? So then I just carried on. Okay, Mr. Casey. And that was my tag name when I used to do Nepalese rap. But what I didn't know was Casey is a caste, right? And in Nepal, they have this big thing about caste system, right? And Casey is quite a high caste. And then they will be like, ah, because you were high cost, you think you're better than us. Da, 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 da. I knew nothing about cast, right? I brought up my mum, she's Tamang, my dad, he's Casey, right? So I've been brought up as a mixed cast person in the past. So cast system didn't even come into it. Like it, I, I don't even know anything. It's only until I got into this Nepalese music game, people would be like, Oh, you call yourself Mr. Casey, you think you're big. And I like, I never understood it. I never understood it. So the comments I used to get used to be used to be crazy. I used to get like so many mad comments the things other people say and do like are not in our control do you know what i'm saying like what we can control is how we react to it and like whether it's even worth reacting to it because it's like if i have a hundred good comments and i only pay attention to the one negative am i really being grateful for the positive comments people are giving me the positive energy people are giving me that is great advice but i'm really interested in what arun thinks and going back to the differences between british nepalese rap and nepalese rap do you like see what my uncle is speaking about and do you see british nepalese rappers different I think they are definitely different. Mr. Casey said, you know, they have been brought up in a different culture. So definitely there's a difference, uh, you know, between Nepalese hip-hop and British Nepalese hip-hop. Mm. I think a lot of Nepalese wouldn't understand a lot of you know, mm. British slangs, mm-hmm. like uh, what they use in their hip-hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's one of the major difference. It's like hip-hop in general. Like you have so many different genres of hip hop. You got southern hip hop. You got east coast grime music. You know mm. drill music. That, that that's a form of hip hop. That's a form of rap. So you got different genres. So same with nep hop. You got people that in Nepal that do it that rap in Nepalese, and you got people that influence a different coast. You know, it's it's exactly the same thing. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. JD Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For JD Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. The song from the country my parents are from, which will be Poland, is Dziwny jest ten świat by Czesław Niemen. And it translates to strange this world is. One song which is important to my family is Malaika by Miriam Makiba. And this song is very important to my family as it is Swahili for angel and it actually became my name. One of my favourite ones is Tujme Rabdikta Hai and it's an Asian song from a movie with Shah Rukh Khan. It's a nice tune and I like it. Sabrina, what was it like for you having a famous uncle? (laughs) 
Famous, I don't know about that. So for me, I feel like I was fairly young. I don't know how old I was exactly, but I know I was in primary school. So I didn't actually know how popular my uncle was. I think I was just oblivious to it. I just saw him as my Santa Mama because he was, like, in my eyes, just my Santa Mama. And I didn't even know that he went and done performances. I actually only found out a few years ago when I saw the videos on YouTube. And I was like to my mom, I didn't know Santa Mama did performances. She was like, yeah, he would do it all the time. And I had no idea. But I think I kind of realised that my uncle was quite popular. I think one day my uncle came to pick me up from school and there was these two Nepalese boys in the playground and they actually recognised who my uncle was. I don't even know if I've told him this story before, (laughs) but um, they actually recognised my uncle, but they didn't say anything. And then the next day when I went back to school and they were like, oh, is your uncle's name Mr. KC? And I was like, I don't know. I was so confused. (laughs) So I told my mum what they said. And then she was just like, oh, yeah, like they must know him from his videos. Like he's he's quite influential, like Nepalese rapper. And I was like, oh, my God, I couldn't believe that. And then when I realised that he was quite popular, I was like, oh, my God. And I just want to get like more into Nepop now that I'm quite interested. And I want Arun to actually tell us the history of Nepop. Like, how did it first come? I think Mr. Casey knows more, <laughs> uh, more about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I could touch on this. So in terms of Nepop, it originated from a website called nephop.org. Um, which was started by my close friend, DJ AJ, who actually, like I said previously, he coined the phrase Nepop. And it was just a bunch of Nepalese people that were predominantly from outside of Nepal that just loved to rap. So you have people from Canada, people from America, people from the UK, and they all used to go on this website and just upload their MP3s, upload their mm. their music, and then some some will clash, some will battle, some will you know just like how hip hop started really. But because we're all Nepalese, we labelled it nep hop. DJ AJ, he then started producing for rappers in Nepal. His most famous track was Junina. I can't remember if I'm pronouncing that right, but that was a big hit in Nepal. And that was DJ AJ who produced it. And then, like I said, like Yama Buddha, man, he, he did this thing and everyone followed. Arun, could you talk about the technological influence? Like, I remember you touching up on like the internet and how that had a big influence. So before the internet, we had, you know, uh, television channels and... FM and radio stations, and we had CDs. I don't know if kids these days know about CDs. I don't know what that is. We are like 90s kids, so, you know, we had access to uh, such uh, technology before the internet. So British hip-hop, it's, I think it's quite new uh, in terms of American, American hip-hop because when, when we turned on the television or turned on the radio, FM stations, you know, they used to play the, all these American hip-hop songs, uh, including Eminem and all these, you know, uh, rappers. Mm-hmm. So that was our first major influence, uh, uh, young Nepalese back in the 90s before the internet. So that's how, you know, a lot of, a lot of young uh, Nepalese, they were exposed to, to American hip-hop. And I would say those who went to, you know, English boarding schools, uh, they got easily influenced by American hip-hop. Because you have to understand the context of, you know, Nepalese society, because we still have this, uh, you know, uh, I would say economy class system, uh, you know, where you have rich people, middle class, and we still have, you know, like a lot of, uh, you know, 
people who had no formal education. Mm. So that had a major impact on who got influenced. So those who got influenced by American hip hop in, in the early 90s were those coming from, you know, middle class or a rich family who went to all these English boarding schools and, mm. you know, could understand, read and write English. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's how they came to know about, uh, you know, this this hip hop, uh, American hip hop. And they started rapping in, in, in native lang- language. And yeah, like Mr. Case mm-hmm. said, we had a brief history of trash music. But <laughs> but luckily, uh, you know, uh, as Mr. Case said, we are a talented, you know, bunch of people. Yeah, I agree. So a lot of youngsters, they, they started rapping in Nepali. Mm-hmm, definitely. So that's a brief background. And would you say like Nepalese people rapping in Nepalese, do you think that makes Nepalese rap unique? Or is there other ways that Nepop is unique? I would say rapping in your language, in, in Nepali language, it makes, uh, you know, Nepop unique because mm-hmm. uh, you are using your language, uh, you know, uh, and idioms, slangs. Mm. So it reflects your upbringing and your culture. So that really defines Nepop. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't say like, you know, rapping in other languages, like maybe English because a lot of Nepalese live abroad now. We have a huge diaspora all over the world, you know, in, in the UK, Australia, in the United States. So they even rap, uh, you know, in English language. But mm-hmm. we have so many rappers in, in the United States, in United Kingdom, who are still mm-hmm. rapping in Nepali. Yeah. So that, you know, adds additional flavor, I would say, because, yeah. you know, they have the access to uh, making good videos and, you know which we don't have uh, still here. Definitely. So that that uh, gives an mm. additional contribution to Nepal. Most definitely. So I got a question for Arun. Um, I never rapped to Nepalese because my Nepalese, okay, I can speak it, but I, I can never flow in it, yeah. right? Because I'm born and bred in the UK. So what am I classed as? Am I classed as a guy that's doing hip-hop but so happens to be Nepalese? Or does my music automatically become Nepal because I'm a Nepalese person rapping? Uh. (laughs) (laughs) But when I do rap, I do mention my country. I do mention Nepalese things like dal bat masu, you know what I mean? Which is (laughs) basically (laughs) rice, curry and meat. Uh, I mention all these things. I I always have the influence of Nepal. So that's why I classify myself as a Nepal rapper because Mm -hmm. I always put my country, you know, I'm trying to always put my country on the map. Definitely. Like, I got a track called Proud to be Nepali, you know what I mean? So you can't get more proud yeah. than that. <laughs> what would you say, Arun? That's really tricky, difficult question, but I think... Yeah, it is. I think, yeah, most people see you as, as, as a Nepali rapper because uh, we do have a lot of rappers uh, rapping in English, but, you know, if you listen to their lyrics, uh, it's really, uh, you know, connected with ne- with Nepal or Nepali culture. And, uh, and that's what we have been doing all these years. Mm-hmm. So I don't think people would see you in a in a different angle. Mm-hmm. Even Yama Buddha, you know, he used to rap in English, but he had that Nepop flavor. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, we we are seeing a lot of, you know, young rappers in the United States, you know, rapping. Mm-hmm. But this, they still have that, you know, Nepop essence. So yeah. I don't think like people would see you in a, in a, in a different angle, in a different light. Okay, good. That's good. And I wanted to ask as well, because I understand Nepalese, but when Nepalese rappers rap, I don't understand that at all. And in the beginning, you were saying, um, Sanwama, that 
music used to be like folk music, Nepalese music, and they would just rap on it. Mm. So would you say, because it's influenced by Nepalese culture, are their lyrics clean or is like Nepalese rap, <laughs> their lyrics a bit bad as well? Like it depends who you listen to, right? You've got the clean artists out there that, that rap, yeah. but then you've got people that, that will just throw some Nepalese language okay. that, that I'm not going to say on this podcast, but um, that <laughs> I wouldn't want you to know. I wanted to ask Umesh and... Arun, like the difference between the scene here in the UK, like in London and the scene there in terms of scale, like are there a lot more shows here or there? Are there more fans here or there? Scene over here in terms of Nepal would be, I think, more uh, compared to UK, I think. But Mr. Casey would know that. Yeah. No, definitely. 100%. 100%. Although it's a lot easier to just grab your grab your camera phone go to the West End, shoot a video, make it look nice, make it look epic, make it look all that stuff. If the same person in Nepal did it, the, the person in Nepal will get far more traction than the person in the UK. And I wanted to ask Sanam as well, because as a British Nepalese rapper, did you sometimes feel like your rapping career or your fans like only limited to Nepalese people? Like, did you feel like you can branch out to the other scene? Because I feel like Nepalese rapper in the UK feel like they're stuck with only aiming their audience at Nepalese people and not being able to branch out. There's Nepalese artists here, like Jay Arthur. He's trying to... He's making good music, regardless. He's making good music. Mm -hmm. But it so happens the Nepalese people have latched onto it, mm. you know, and put him to the stratosphere, put him to getting meals of views. Mm. Like, but I'm sure he can, he will feel comfortable to walk into a club just full of um, non-Nepalese people and perform the same tracks because good tracks are good tracks. Mm -hmm. There's like Despacito, that's Spanish, like that blew up all around the world. Like it doesn't matter. It's, if you're making good music, you're making good music. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. Aaron, how do you see the future of Nepop going? It's going to be big, I think. You know, just in a, in a, in a decade, it has really blown up and rappers now, they can pursue this career and, you know, uh, earn some money for themselves mm -hmm. and also, you know, make music, which was not, you know, possible uh, back in old days. So it's going to be pretty big. But for someone like me, Arun and Umesh, like, I've never really listened to Nepop before and this is, like, a really good introduction for me. Like, I'm learning all about it yeah. before I even listen to it. But let's say after this podcast, like, where should I start? Who should I start listening to first? Unique Poet. Yeah. My, my my recommendation is Unique Poet and V10. Okay. Know it. MC Flow, uh, MC Dong, Professor Tricks. Yeah, the list goes on. A lot of young Nepali rappers. Yeah, I'm, I'm due to check out <laughs> as much as I can. You should. I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued. <laughs> so this was a really interesting episode and I want to thank Arun and my Santa Mama, which is my uncle, aka Mr. Casey, for coming <laughs> on and just educating us on Nepalese rap, on mm. Nepop. I feel like I've learned some more as well. So I just want to say thank you for coming on and giving us your time. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't know your name, so I think I just call you mine. You lift your hips down to your fingertips, running in my mind all day, so you must be fit. You look back, baby girl, you did a U turn. So, Sabrina, what was it like for you having your uncle on the show? I really enjoy just watching him speak about Nepalese rap because it's something he's really passionate about. So, I'm so glad he got to speak about that and just 
educate people more on what it is and let it know that there's a Nepalese rap scene out there and we're doing bits. Thanks for listening to Vent Daily. I've been Sabrina. And I've been Santos. And thanks a lot to Aaron and Umesh for coming on. You can read Aaron's articles on Vice.com and find Umesh's music on YouTube under Mr. KC. This episode was produced by the Vent production team, Jess Lawson, Amelia Gill, Moeed Majid and Ali Adlington. Vent is a collaboration between Vice and Brent London Borough of Culture 2020. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.